Hi, it's Bob from Royal Spa. Soaking in a hot tub full of Epsom salts is the absolute best way to minimize everyday aches and pains. And we know all about Epsom salts at Royal Spa. Royal Spa hot tubs are the only hot tubs on the market that can safely and effectively use Epsom salts. Made right here in Indiana, Royal Spa hot tubs are the highest quality hot tubs on the market. Visit any one of our three Indianapolis locations or visit royalspa.com. Ah, Royal Spa. It's Kevin and Query on 93.5 and 107.5. The Fan. It is 9 o'clock in Indianapolis. For that matter, it's 9 o'clock everywhere in the Eastern Time Zone. My name is Jake Query, Kevin Bowen. Of course, the other voice you hear on this program, that's why it's called Kevin and Query. It took years of marketing research to come up with that name. And Mark Dykton not only controls the handles for us, but he also answers the phones, which right now on the Payless Liquors Hotline is where we find the wide receiver coach of the Indianapolis Colts. His name needs no introduction in this town. It's also in the... Uh, Ring of Honor, and probably someday we'll end up in Canton as well. Reggie Wayne joins us on the program. Reggie, first off, thanks for joining us this morning. How are things with you? Uh, Everything's good. It's a typical uh, training camp. Even as a coach, as a player, um, it all sucks. (laughs) At the same time, you uh, you can find time to get better, come together as a team, and, uh, this is actually where it all makes sense, to be honest with you. Um, you're away from your family. You've been putting all the hard work in, in the summer. And now this is that final piece of the summer, of the spring, where you uh, you put it all together. Reggie, I'm not going to lie. I had you pegged for after year one. I thought you'd be on a beach with the corona in hand for a bulk of 2023. <laughs> Uh, yeah. You decided not to do that. I'm sure you did that at some point this year, but you are not doing that right now, obviously. Why'd you come back? Um, for a couple of reasons. One, uh, that was some unfinished business just with this organization, uh, what it means to me, um, what, these, what this fan base means to me. Um, I just felt like I needed to, I needed to come back and, and do it again. And then the other part was I still like, like I owe it to these players, you know. I owe it to these players that, you know, that 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 wasn't that wasn't the coach standard last year, not with myself, not with the outcome of the season, and and I and I felt like that's not that's not that's not the way I wanted to go out, you know. I wanted to go out swinging. I felt like. I watched four pitches go past me last year, <laughs> you know what I mean, and they all and. and, and one of them was a ball, but the rest of them were strikes. You know what I'm saying? And and I just wanted to, uh, I just wanted to, you know, do it for these players to come back, have a different mentality, um, and help trying to turn this thing around. And Reggie, with that, you know, the difference between last year and this year, I, I think even the Colts would admit this is that it is more of a total reset. I mean, you've got obviously a young quarterback in Anthony Richardson. You've got some young receivers that you're working with that we'll get to, but. Does that mean that psychologically for you to come back that you had to say to yourself, I'm buying in for more than a year here. This is a longer form project than what I originally set out for. Well, I, I don't know. I don't know what the future holds. Um, I really don't. You know, I, I, there was some point in time last year, at the end of last year when everything was doing its thing, I did want to 
go have that Corona and sit on the beach. You know what I'm saying? But it's it's one of those things where, like, I was I was I was new to this last year. You know, I was new to it. I kind of came in. And I won't say rushed. You know, uh, but I kind of came in last minute, um, in the middle of you know draft process, not really understanding what to do and how to do it. I had an idea. I mean, we all play you know John Madden football growing up on PlayStation and all that stuff. But you, but this, but this is the real thing, you know. And I didn't have an idea uh, on what to do and how to do it. So I had this summer where I was able to sit down and 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 kind of put some things together, you know. And I said, man, if I if I have a chance to go back and do it, and all this all this was before Coach Steichen was here, you know. I said, if I have a chance to go back and do it. This is how I would do it, and I, I mapped everything out. You know what I'm saying? And I was, I was just telling myself like, like, damn, if I'd have had this game plan last year, maybe my room, you know, would at least played a little better, and maybe we could have won a game just on my room. You know what I mean? But it is a young team, and um, we just got to be patient. Um, I, I think camp is going well so far. Um, guys are locked in. You know. Uh, especially my room. My room is, is, is playing well. I just want to see if they can sustain that level of play and if not get better and better each day. And, uh, man, I, I'm, I'm excited. I am. I mean, how can you not be? It is a young team for the most part, young, young key additions. And, um, man, I just, I just want to, at the end of the day, all right, at the end of the day, I just want these players to just say, like, damn, Reggie was a, a damn good coach for me. And, for me, that that's all that matters. Has it been challenging, Reggie? Reggie Wayne is our guest. I always ask this of guys that were great players and transitioned into coaching. Did it take a while for you to realize or have to adjust to the fact that what was instinctive to you as a player and also the work ethic you had as a player does not automatically translate to every player in the NFL. And for young guys, were there times that you had to realize that you were assuming they just automatically knew what you had known as a player? Well, you know, I, I don't assume anything. You know what I mean? I, I, it's the old cliche, if you assume, you become the first three letters of that word. Right. <laughs> you know, um, uh, back in 2018, when I kind of I came here and helped the coach out during training camp, and that was kind of like a little a semi you know trial and error for me. Um, I was here with Coach Frank, and um, just seeing if this was something that I could possibly do. And I was out there coaching the receivers, and I kind of had that mind you know that mindset like, man, just do it like this. If you do it like this, you will work. It will work for you. Uh, why are you doing it? Like, you know, and. And it was kind of, you know, I was like, man, why are they not listening? Or why why can't they get it done? You know, and it was kind of like weird, you know. And uh, some of the best advice I got was from Chris Ballard. You know, Chris came, you know, to me one day and he said, uh, he said, Reg, you know what? I've been watching you since you've been here, man. And he said, you can do this. You can do this without a question. And he said, you're going to be damn good at it. He said, but always remember that, all these players, if any, can't do what you did. Like, that's what made you special, right? And he said, so just remember, like, all these players you have to 
to lock in their own, as I would tell my room, you're an Avenger. What is your power? You know what I'm saying? What's your, what's your, what's your special powers? You have to lock in their own powers um, and see what they can do and do best. You know, and that made me sit down and think. I'm like, you know what? Maybe, maybe I shouldn't do that. And that, and that brought me, that even pushed me on forward to my kids. You know, you know, Reggie Jr. playing football like, hey, Maybe Reggie Junior is just Reggie Junior. Who knows? You know what I'm saying. So don't 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 think they can do all the special things that you was able to do. Just find out what they can do well and, and, and keep it shining. You know what I mean. So I did have to take a step back back then, and uh, and I never forgot that. And uh, and I, and I think about that every day as I'm teaching them. But but man, these guys these guys are so talented, man. I, I really do believe that they they all are special in in their special way. And I, and I remind them all the time, like. We all know everybody won't be here at the end of the day, you know, but while you have this opportunity, you know, that means the people want to want to get, you might as well just make the best of it. And that's all I'm doing. I'm just trying to make the best of it and, and trying to get as much, as much as these guys' secret powers out there on display. Reg, when you speak to the talent, you speak to the secret powers in your room. I don't know. It might be foolish to say, considering one day you will be in Canton, but is there any attribute of any of the whiteouts currently in your room that w- you wish you had when you were playing? Oh man, it's, 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 it's a whole bunch. You know, um, I look at, I look at Ashton Doolin, the guy's a workhorse. You know, I say this, I say this guy can, he could have played with us at any point in time in my career here, you know, just the way he works, you know, um, I look at Michael Strong. I mean, I tell him every day, I wish I had your size and speed. You know what I mean? I probably, be going on year twenty something right now and playing in football. You know, uh, look at Michael Pittman, his will to do it, right? His, his work ethic, his will to do it. His, like, I tell everybody all the time. I'm like, I'm like, listen, if I want to go in the foxhole, one of the guys I want next to me is Michael Pittman. Like, that's just his determination to get it done. You know, like all these guys, all these guys. You know, they they all are special. Alec Pierce, man, his his attention to detail, right? and wanting to go in there and wanting to be good and wanting to do it over and over again and wanting to try new things. Like, all these guys are special. You know what I mean? And it's just trying to get them to play together. And, and they're doing a good job of it. They're they, they looking out for each other. They're helping each other out. You know, that, you know, there was times in my career where I didn't have that. You know, I didn't, I didn't have everybody in our room kind of like leaning on each other, helping each other these guys, every single guy in my room is really talking to each other and helping each other out. And if a guy, you know, has a brain fart and can't forget it, you got one and guy, oh, no, you got to do it this way. Like, you know, that's different, man, you know, from what I was used to. You know, it was either, you know, it was it was every man for themselves for the most part of my my career, you know. So it was you either learn it or you get sit on the, you get put on the bench, you know. But this, guy, this group here is special. And, and 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 I will say it was like that last year too when we had you know Paris Campbell he was a good leader for the room you know so it, it's it's one of those things where I enjoy that part because it it helps my coaching out even you know even better. Reggie Wayne is with us. Still weird for me to say, Coach Reggie Wayne. I think number eighty-seven is probably how I most people. Me, me too. <laughs> <laughs> how most people course remember reg in this town 11 years ago i think it goes without saying what you meant for andrew luck in that rookie season of 2012 you certainly had some decisions on your own end after that 2011 season 
uh, but critical to to Andrew in that eleven and five year and, and making the playoffs. What is your message to your room about working with Anthony Richardson, working with a young quarterback, working with a rookie, and what you guys need to provide him? Just be there for him. You know, help you know make him look good. He's gonna make mistakes. You know, he's gonna have some tough throws. You know, some tough. You know, go have some tough throws, and we got to make some tough catches. You know, we got to help him out. You know, I, I I remember when Andrew Luck came in, and obviously I was a you know I was around for a while when Andrew came in, and uh, I've kind of had my foot cemented in this in this game, you know, for a little bit. But I remember when he came in, it was like, like damn, Andrew Luck's in the building. He's replacing he's replacing Peyton Manning, and this guy's got so much pressure, so much pressure. Everybody's gonna gonna be looking at him. He's got a bullseye on him, and I just remember the first day I met him. You know, and uh, I can still see the smile on his face and didn't know him not one bit, but he had a big smile on his face. And, you know, he was like, hit me with the Mr. Reggie, nice to meet you. I had to, I had to get that straight first. Don't call me Mr. Reggie, <laughs> you know. But um, I just told him, I was like, hey, man, like, don't worry about nothing. I got the offense. And when you're ready, you just turn to me and say, Reggie, I got it, right? And that took about 11 or 12 weeks. Every week I would check in with him like, hey, you good? You, you, you want to take over? <laughs> you know? And he's like, nah, not yet. I'm still, I'm still trying to get my feet wet. Cool. You know? So I was that, I was that voice for him. I was that leader for him until like week 11 or week 12. And I went to him and he was like, all right, let me, let me take a swing at it. All right. It's all yours. So, you know, my, my thing to my room was like, Hey, be that voice, hold everybody accountable, be that voice. Let Anthony get his feet wet. Let him learn the system. Let him feel comfortable. Let him, you know, be that leader that he can think he thinks he can be. You know, because to try to be a leader of men and trying to learn this playbook, right? You, you know, every day you got all these errors that you're making, and then you have this roller coaster of emotions, you know, good days, bad days. Like, and then at the same time you're having a bad day, but you can't forget, like, man, you still got to uplift everybody because of your role on this team. Like, that can be tough. That can be tough. So sometimes you need you need that helping hand and. And that's what I want my guys to be. I want them to be that helping hand until Anthony has his foot in the ground. And, and, and Gardner Minshew does a great job of that also. And, you know, but uh, we know how much we've invested into Anthony Richardson, and uh, we just need to be there for him. And not just, just, not just my room, every other room in here too. There should be a leader in every single room. And sometimes there's two leaders in every single position, and everybody needs to come together and, be, and, and build that bridge for him. Reggie, I think that, you know, it's probably dangerous a lot and unfair to to compare one player to another, you know, as a direct comparison. So I'm not trying to do that. But as fans and as media here, we have precedent recently of seeing a franchise quarterback that's selected high in the draft that the keys are handed over towards. Obviously, you were an integral part in the acclamation for Andrew Luck. But Andrew Luck had come in with a lot of reps under his belt in college. Anthony Richardson does not. Um, can you kind of give us a glimpse from your perspective as to where there might be differences based on that precedent of a young player taking over the reins and where there might be similarities that you see? Um, honestly, right about now, I don't, I don't see any difference. I mean, when Andrew came in, guess what? Andrew was practicing – he had rough practices. <laughs> he had rough practices. I, the only the only dilemma 
uh, or the only big significance that I can see that's different would be myself. Andrew had a had a, a skill position player that played for a long time, you know. So he had a safety net, right? In my room, in my room, the guy with the most experience is Michael Pittman Jr. For the most part, <laughs> you know what I mean. He's still a young player, right? So that would be the biggest difference. Like they're all gonna struggle. Anthony, people think Andrew Luck didn't struggle. Andrew Luck struggled. There was days that, you know, Bruce Arians would look at him, and, and, and it was almost like his his eyes was like it, 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 like he was something from Men in Black. You know the way he looked at. It. Like Andrew struggled. So like Anthony Richardson is going to struggle, but one thing that Andrew did was. After he struggled, he came back. He didn't get gun shy. He, he still slung the ball around the yard. And I don't see no difference than, than Anthony Richardson. Right? Yeah. Is there pressure on him? There? I mean, it, yeah. It's, it's a quarterback drafted, you know, the third pick in the draft. You know, he's going to struggle. You know, so um, it's one of those things where we just got to take the, the, the ups and downs and, uh, and live with it. They're going to be mistakes. They're going to be mistakes. You you mentioned yourself, you know, Andrew Luck had a lot of games. You know, uh, Anthony Richardson doesn't. But us coming together, putting him in the best situation on the field and hoping that his teaching and his, you know, play every day in practice will turn that wheel for him to get him going. I want to go back to Reggie. Reggie Wayne's our guest on the Payless Sickers Hotline. I want to go back to something you said about when you were playing – you know, you came in, obviously, there was already a veteran receiver there in Marvin Harrison or a guy who was was entrenched, certainly. Um, and you guys were a great duo, one of the best in league history. And I would assume there's a level of competitiveness there. But when you talked about the camaraderie in the room, then versus now, can you elaborate on that, on what was different when you were playing and was it to a negative? Um. <laughs> Yeah, there, there's a big difference. You know, I think I think these the, the, the times have changed. We all know that, right? Uh, they got all these different rules and CBA rules and all these different. If I look at it and I sit back like, damn, what is the big difference, right? And it's like this will be considered like a country club now. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, like man, we had two a day practices. Everybody know that. You know, we had two hours and twenty, two hours and thirty minute practices. They don't necessarily do that now, you know. Um, like these guys got so much at their disposal, you know. Like, damn, they should play for a long time, you know. A guy, you know, willing, you know. Um, like for us, it was like we didn't have all of the extra, you know, uh, amenities that these guys have, you know. And and I, and it. And it you know, I take my hat off to them, you know, like that'll help you play for a very long time. You know, we, um, I sit back and I tell the, the guys in the room that may not be high on the chain of command. I'm like, you know, like practices are shorter, way shorter than it was when I was playing. Right. And by it being shorter, that means there's less opportunities for those low end guys to get reps almost to the point to where it's not necessarily fair. You know, when I played practices for so long that everybody got a ton of reps, 
you're going to find ways to get rest because you're out there for two and a half hours. You know, now you take, you chop that two and a half hours, you take an hour off to an hour and 30 minutes. Like, them dudes don't get many reps. So the reps that they do get, man, you don't have time for mistakes. And to a certain degree, you're like, damn, that ain't cool. That's not fair. But that's what they're brought up into. You know what I mean? So it's different. Um, it's different, but I also understand the way that, you know, all these, you know, analytics and numbers and, you know, all the data that's out there now, you know, this is the way it, it, it goes. And um, I feel like me personally is like, man, I don't, I don't need a machine to tell me when I'm tired, but that's just when, that's just what we're up against now. You know, um, I, I sit back and I look and I'm like, man, you know, the guys look fast. They look fresh. Maybe it's all the new technology stuff that got them that way. But then again, I sit back and I look on the other side and I look at it like, damn, such and such only got, you know, three roughs a day. How can I fit them in? You know, and it's, it can be, it can be unfair to me at times. So that, that's one of the big things. But at the end of the day, it's still football. You go out there and you play, you give it everything you got. Whenever you do get your opportunities, you make the, you know, you make the best of it and, uh, and you move forward. Reggie, last one for me, and appreciate the time here on this off day for you guys, which I know is not really an off day for the coaching staff. Um, I think one of the more surreal environments, sporting environments I've ever been in, and certainly one of the greatest individual performances I've ever seen was that 2012 game against the Packers. Uh, do you still have the orange gloves? Where are the orange gloves from that Sunday afternoon inside of Lucas Oil Stadium? Um, those orange gloves after that game was over, um, I immediately drove over to Chuck Pagano's house and, um, and handed it to him, you know, so those, those orange gloves are hopefully somewhere in reaching distance in uh, Chuck Pagano's house. And, uh, you know, maybe on his mantle. I don't know. I don't know who knows. It might be in his dirty clothes, dirty clothes laundry. You know, I don't know. You got to have Tina let him put him on the mantle. Come on now, Tina. <laughs> I I I I would hope Miss Tina will put them up there, but who knows? Chuck probably he probably puts them on every now and then and, and try to <laughs> live his dreams. I don't know, you know what I mean? But uh, that was an iconic game. Um, it was a fun game. Obviously, um, a lot of us was playing out there with heavy hearts, and you know we were out there playing with a lot of emotion. And um, there's just one of those times where I was locked in, and then and and and, and enjoyed the game of. Of, of, of football, the game that I grew up playing since I was seven years old and enjoyed and loved and just wanted, didn't, didn't expect all this extra that came with it. I just wanted to live, a, you know, fulfill my dream. And I was just stepping onto a field, playing for a, a team. Uh, I remember the first team, you know, my first dream I had of playing football and it, it wasn't a coach. I won't share what team that was, but it was uh, me playing for a certain team. And that's, that's when the bugs first hit me. You know, and I lived that dream, and, man, it was great. I enjoyed it. Reggie, at that time when you had that game, in the Orange Glove game, we were in the middle of doing a weekly radio show together. I can't remember if we did that for two or three seasons. I think it might have been three years that we did a show with you, um, mm -hmm. which was fun. I always enjoyed it. I always enjoyed your transparency. The only thing that you never divulged that we asked over the three years was your middle name. And I tried like hell to try to find out what it was. And people are now telling me that it's out there and it's Da Vinci. Is that right? 
I don't know where you heard that from. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know where you heard that from, you know. Uh, um, but, you know, keep digging. You may find it one day. <laughs> <laughs> the coach isn't budging, Jake. The I player know, wasn't yeah. budging. The coach isn't budging either. <laughs> yeah, you, you'll find out one day. But keep digging. You're close. <laughs> You're close, but no cigar. De Quincey. You know. De Quincey. I got one letter wrong. It's De Quincey. Nah, I don't like the way that sounds either. Nope, that ain't it. <laughs> All right, fair enough. I tell, you, I tell you, I tell you, if you can get in contact with Miss Wayne, my mom, you know, for the right price, she may give it to you. But <laughs> you really, you really gotta, uh, you really gotta find her in the pickle to get that out of her. Mom accepts bribes. That, that's what we've learned in this, right? <laughs> Absolutely. All right. Fair enough. Reggie, thank you, man. Uh, safe travels All back right, up man. to Grand Park, and uh, appreciate the time here. I right, appreciate it.